Hi, my name's Brendan Watt, and welcome to the One Choice from Change podcast, where I give you the tools to create something totally different beyond the status quo, and where you get to become as different as you are. What if there is nothing wrong with any of the choices you've made up until now? I'm inviting you to be aware that every choice creates something. So, what will you choose today? Woohoo! How does it get better than this? How is everybody out in the universe today? I'm joined by Brendan. Hello. So what is, we're asking a really little question today for you guys, and we're going to do some mind-blowing stuff in this conversation, if I do say so myself, immodestly. What is fear? Well, do you want just one word? <laughs> I would say, well, straight up, it's a, it's a lie, you know, and yeah. it's something that we've either, for me, like growing up, it was something that was either used to control me, so it would be that's fearful so you can't do anything that's fearful or I would have the point of view that no I can't do that because it's fearful but what I learn about myself throughout and we can get into what it actually is but what I learned about myself was every time those moments came up it was more of a it was uncomfortable I didn't know what it was going to be like so I go oh I'm I'm fearful of that and I had so many times in my life that I had that but I did them anyway I always did them I was weird like that. I'd go, yeah, well, I ain't letting fear stop me. I ain't letting that stop me. So I'm going to do it anyway. And what I noticed with myself was in every one of those moments, my life got better. I got more of me after it. Yeah. I was listening to, um, I think I was listening to somebody else's podcast a little while ago, a few days ago. And these guys who were actually like pretty aware educated, interesting, looking for something different. We're talking and this one guy asked this other guy something and he, his response was like, I was functioning from fear. And I just like flashed to like how much we hear that in our conversations and how much we think that and how much we function from that. Fear is definitely something that I've had to deal with really dynamically in facilitating the body of work of Talk to the Entities because it's like the number one thing that comes up for people around ghosts. And so I've yeah. gotten like really masterful at dealing with it and really familiar with it. And one of the things that we have that I would say is like the really like get out of jail or get out of fear um, immediately cards, which I think we're really lucky. And that's what we're here to actually get a gift all of you guys too, if you want this, is that fear is one of the many distractor implants. And in Access, we talk about distractor implants. There's like a heap of them actually. And I'm not going to actually go down the list. I just would like to indicate like fear is because it's like, it's this thing of when you're afraid, what's actually going on is you're, you're being distracted by the fear so that you won't be aware of something else. So distractor implants, make sure that you're like distracted from what is really going on. And how many of you guys out there listening know that when fear comes up, that's it. You're like completely at the effect of it, paralyzed by it. And like, there's no more progress past that point. And you yeah. can't like argue, you can't argue with fear. Like when somebody's afraid, that's it. That's all that exists. Yeah. There's no convincing somebody out of it. It's a choice that you need to make. And like you said, with the distractor implants, it, it distracts you from being, which also distracts you from realizing that you have a choice. There, have a choice. Now here's even like the double, triple good news is that with distractor implants, um, we're not just like giving you the information and now like, and now just take that information. What's actually past that information is that you have to recognize when you're in a distractor implant choice. So like when you fear, like when you say you're afraid or when you are thinking to yourself that you're afraid or et cetera, et cetera, 
like you notice it, you're like, oh, fear. So when fear comes up, it's like, it's like a little like red warning indicator being like distractor implant, distractor implant, distractor implant. And you recognize that you're in a distractor implant and then you want to destroy and uncreate all the distractor implants of fear, right? Wrong, good, battle line, pod, pox, shorts, boys, man's. And then you have to ask and look at what's underneath it or beyond it. And then recognize that you actually have a choice. Like I said, with all the things that I'd done in my life, when I realized that the fear was there, okay, the fear is not real. Okay, I still have a choice. I can either do this or not do this. But I really, the gift is recognizing that you still have choice. Right. And that you don't have to be at the effect of or a slave to the fear. And to recognize sort of like the third, I think, like ultra layer to this fear conversation is number one, it's a distractor implant. Number two, destroy and create the distractor implant. Number three, what is the distractor implant actually distracting you from? And interestingly enough, fear usually, if not always, boils down to one of two things. One of which is potency. So when you're saying you're afraid, what you're actually saying is that you're uncomfortable with the level of power and potency that you're getting access to. Mm -hmm. And number two is excitement. Well, and, and also where we've misidentified, misapplied fear as the energy of excitement. And yeah. you, your dad tells a brilliant story of this when he was like, he was super young. I think he was three or four and he was at the, he was at the show and he was, he was saying to his mom, I'm, he was so excited, like pulling on a dress, excited to go on the Ferris wheel. And she said, oh dear, don't be afraid. So he went, oh, that's the energy of fear. Yeah. And so we mis misidentify and misapply that energy of fear when it's actually excitement, because for most of us, we actually get really excited about things that we don't quite necessarily know the outcome of, but we know it's, that's going to be fun. I mean, yeah. for me, I, I remember when I was, I think I was like 13, maybe 14 and I used to surf a lot and I went to the surf one day and it was huge. No one was going out. There was like yeah. three people out there and they were all adults and no one was going out. And I was like, I would have thought at the time that it was fear, but I was really excited. So I went out anyway, and I had a great time and everybody thought I was crazy. But this is where we, most other people would stop themselves thinking, okay, that's fear when it's actually not how much of it's excitement. So it's such a good question to go, okay, so is this fear or is it actually excitement here? Yeah. That I'm yeah. Or, or, and or potency and power. And or potency. Yeah. And that's like actually all the, that's it. That's all that fear is. It boils down to those two things. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And so now that you guys know that now, the other really interesting thing about this information is I've seen like hundreds, if not thousands of people like get this mind blowing information and like, not just like hear the information, like they're being lectured to, but actually like look at it for themselves and realize that underneath or beyond the fear is actually like excitement or space or power. And then they like continue to tell the story of fear. That's and actually that's a really good point. The story yeah. of fear. Cause it, yeah. but it also really helps you fit in. It's such a good way to engage with somebody else who has the same fear rather than use it as this place to engage. What if you were the, had the willingness to be different that invited somebody else to realize, Oh, fear's not actually real for me either. Yeah. And how different that would make you if fear wasn't a reality for you. And it's like, how much easier life would be? Mm -hmm. You mean you could have an easy life? I 
learned this distractor implant stuff like a while ago because it's it, it's in the access foundation and like my dad I, I think he actually he did like a whole big telecall on it and then there's a, oh yeah there's a book it's brilliant yeah yeah living beyond living distraction beyond, we'll put a link for that in the show notes and like when I learned these distractor implants, like at first it was hard for me. Like I was so on autopilot with the fear and the blame and the shame and the regret. Those are also some of the distractor implants and jealousy is also a distractor implant. One of the more annoying ones, if I do say so myself. And I remember learning them and like then taking a while to really like, really get that into my system. Cause I was so used to just being on autopilot with like getting into a distraction and then staying there forevermore. Yeah, I was the same. It like it it was interesting because it made so much sense to me where I just switched off. Where you'd go into, well, okay, here's my distractor implant. So this takes me out of being. So now I get to take myself out of choice and now I just become I become in reaction to everything else because I no longer have action if I no longer have choice. And that's exactly. one of the things that fear does is it takes us out of that action of choosing beyond it. And into the reaction of, okay, well, now I'm controlled by fear. Yeah, brilliantly put. And how much is fear can, like one of the fabrics of our realities? It's something that most people don't even believe. It's anything you can even question. It's just something that you're completely going to be at the effect of. And so yeah. what we're proposing here, guys, and those of you that are listening and actually want to have a different choice is to recognize that the fear isn't actually what you think it is it might actually be this other stuff that we're talking about yeah and i mean and even look at your life and go okay so where am i stopping myself because i've decided i have fear and then exactly put that into question because it's like one of the things that i notice well with myself but with other people is it's not about going through every area of your life where you have the fear if you find one and unlock that part then it allows you to see it in all the other areas of your of your life. And it makes it so much easier to change when you make that first step to look at something and go, okay, look, that's not working yeah. for me anymore. Here's how to change it. And now all of those other areas of my life change around it. Yeah, beautifully put. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, what's the first step to really changing fear in your world? And it's like, do you desire that level of freedom? You know, like imagine you guys right now, or even just go there. Don't even imagine it. Like actually perceive it like that fear was no longer a reality for you. Would that make you stupid or would that make you different? And would you have to give up control? So one of the things that I realized too was fear was a great way of controlling myself into not choosing what I couldn't predict. Right. If I couldn't predict it, then I would go, oh, I'm, too, I'm scared of that because I can't see the outcome of it or I can't predict it. But right. it's like, so we create our futures based on this control system that we use in order to predict how our future is going to be, which once again gives us not much choice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that also probably would lend itself to recognizing that if you are on living, if you're like, excited like if you're living on like the cutting edge of excitement which means like once you recognize that like it's not fear it's excitement and you lean into that excitement like how dynamically different would your life be yeah totally different and it's like trying to predict the future and go well it's like and for so many of us we live from well as long as i can predict it i can control it 
And I think what we've seen going on in the world lately is mm. it doesn't matter how much you predict your future, it can be taken away in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we spend all of our time, all of our energy on predicting our future so that we can control them. And then it did, it's gone anyway. Right. Instead of creating our lives and in so doing, creating the future, which is something that my dad really taught me like tirelessly for probably the last two decades, you know, he's been Uh really like hammering it away, showing me how to, how to create rather than how to be at the effect of, which I like, can't say like enough awesome things about that. Cause like when things change as they always do. And as we're really seeing in real, real time now, as like to date, this was just during like, we're coming out of like the tail end of like the Corona waves, coronavirus waves and like having borders opening back up and da, da, da. like no one's ever seen anything like this, but like those people who weren't ready, like so many businesses went out of business and so many things, like so many people took it, had to take this quite hard. But like I, my business actually like took a leap. It went forward. It grew. And I was like, it really interesting. And I actually was talking to my dad about it. And he went, yeah, because he said, yeah, because you're on the creative edge. And yeah. it's true. Like no matter what the universe throws at me, I'm prepared to create with it, not slow down and stop because I can't predict what it's all going to look like. Yeah, and exactly. And you always recognize that you have a different choice. And it's like, as long as you recognize you have a different choice, you, you can always remain in action. Why do so few people recognize they have choice? Actually, it's more like, why do so few people like choose? Well, I would say because then they would have nothing to blame. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> you know, I remember when I came to my first level two and three, it was like 10 years ago. And your dad, Gary, was facilitating it. And one thing he said in that class, and it's probably the only thing I remember, was everything that's showing up in your life today and everything you are is based on every choice you've ever made this lifetime and any other. And when he said that, it just cracked my universe apart because what I'd done my whole life was there was abuse when I was a kid. I'm, and I had, I had an excuse for everything. And when he said that, I went, oh, so I've chosen all of this or I've met, the choices I've made have created me the way I am. When he said that, I realized, oh, okay, so now I can just make different choices. Right, which is what's different about you. And yeah, it's like so empowering. I guess I'm having like a moment of feeling kind of thwarted by people's like unwillingness to really like step up in their own lives to the like owning the power of their choice. Sorry, guys, I don't mean to pressure you out there listening. I'm just having like a moment. moment. Well, and it's, it's the willingness to be brutally honest with yourself also. It's not even looking at, it's looking at what you've decided you can't change now in present time and going, okay, so what choice did I make that created this? And if you're willing to look at that, then there's nothing that you can't change in your life. The only things that we can't change in our life, when they have to do with us, you can't change other people. You can only change yourself, damn it. But if you're willing to look at, okay, I have a different choice here, then you can move forward with something different. Yeah, I mean, that last like little 20 seconds of what you what you just said, like starting with like, what choice did I, what choice did I make that created this or led me here, I mm-hmm. think is how you said it, which yeah. like, by the way, I kind of wanted to like put that in like flashing lights. <laughs> that's like such a powerful question. If you'll yeah. use it, that's like everything. 
we've kind of interestingly gotten, I, I think it's really interesting how we kind of like got through the topic of fear, which actually could be so pervasive and dominating for so many people. Like we basically covered fear in like seven minutes and now we're like on to choice. We're like, okay, mm. that's good. Fear's done. Now let's move on to choice. Exactly. It's the superpower of magnitude that no one, nobody uses. I mean, we all have it. It's not like, well, I have it because I get to have more choice than everybody else. No, it's, we all have it, but you have to choose it. So some of us just have more willingness to choose. So what are some of the things that you're working on right now, like with your choices? What I'm looking at right now with my choices is what is this choice going to create? See, even with the ability to choose doesn't mean that now you have infinite choice. It only gives you infinite choice if you're willing to look at what your choices create and then choose from there. What I'm looking at is still like, there's still so much where we do with choice. We go, okay, so is this going to be right or is this going to be wrong? Or how do I get what I want? So we've taken choice from this infinite universe into this tiny little catalog of how do I judge my choices? How do I get the right choice? How do I get the wrong choice? How do I get what I want? And it just, it defines choice into this reality that just, it doesn't create much more. So I look at, you know, for me, I look at, okay, so what choices do I have here that I've not chosen before? Okay. I love that. What choices do I have here that I've not chosen before? Thank you. I'm going to do that one. Cause, um, what you just said, like what before we started recording, I, we, Brendan and I were talking about what direction we wanted to take with this podcast today. And he was like, I want to talk about like the right and wrong stuff. And I was like, dude, it's too big, too big. And then you slid it in there. You're like, here we go. I'm terrible. Um, you can't I take think, me anywhere. I'm, t- look, I'm, if I'm you sorry. Guys, if you guys could just hear what Brendan said, like that was like one of the keys to unlocking the mysteries of the universe. So it's like, it's, like profound and what I I love how you did that off the back of like what what choices are you looking at or what are you looking at with your choices that's like the sort of the second component or like I think in addition to building onto this conversation because choice is one of the primary components of creation which it's like when you choose you actually create which is a foreign entity to a lot of people that creation is possible well, one of the things that um, when I started facilitating the Choice of Possibilities class a few years ago, and I was like, how am I going to do this? But I was talking to your dad and, and he said, okay, so look at some look at some places in your life with things that showed up and then look at what choice did I make or choices did I make that created that? So it started letting me see the actual choices that I was making that created it. So I could see how choice started working. Oh, so if I choose this, this puts this into action and it starts bringing it into creation. Then when I realized that, it was kind of like a chess game for me because I started looking at, oh, okay, so if I put this here, then this shows up. But not from this reality of figuring it out, just from the knowing that every choice I make is going to create something. Hmm. Big, little, whatever. It's, It's going to create what are you looking to create? What are you looking at creating now? I'd like to be more always, but also looking at how do I be as different as I know I am that I keep trying not to be 
and choosing wow. from that place. Wow. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even but, when you said be more, like you're looking to be more, like I went to like this so many places with that, but even recognizing like it sounds cool. Like that sounds cool. Like to be more yeah. like, oh yeah, that sounds like a cool idea. But then like when you become more, like my husband, like Max has like really influenced my like way that I eat and like how I think about food and like all this stuff. But like, because actually when I came to our relationship, like I had a really unhealthy relationship with food. I was like, food was always the enemy. It was always hard. It was always, I never felt good when I ate. It was just always this like conflict and struggle, which is what I sort of like learned. But then like, mm -hmm. I, we've been, I think we've been probably together for like seven years now. And I was just like recognizing this morning. I was like, fuck, he's like really impacted how I am physiologically and psychologically with food. And I told him and he's like, yeah, I wasn't even trying. And I said, and what came out of my mouth was like, yeah, because you just were being it. Yeah. And like, so when you be it, you have like no feeling about it. You have no point of view about it. It doesn't really have like a reference point in this reality, but it is so impactful. Yeah. So when you said you want, you're looking at being more, I was like, fuck, wow. That's like, that's off the charts. Like being more, like, I guess like a river becomes more like by, by becoming part of the ocean. Yeah. Well, and it just, because we look at all of these different ways with how to change the world right now. And what we've, we've talked about this in access forever is the thing that's going to create the most change on the planet is more consciousness. Yeah. So it starts with each of us. It's not, I watch your dad and the difference that he's willing to be and the choices he's willing to make. And sometimes it's, it can be a little bit of a beyond. It's like, how could you be yeah. that different? But also that's not a question. It's like, no. oh my God, like seriously, somebody functions from no fixed point of view. And I'm like, I feel like we should give some examples of some of the things that he does that were just like, what? <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of something like out of the billions of things that I've learned from him where he's just been like, Oh, I know one. He like right. years ago was, there was this person who he had like been really supportive of for like years and years. And I actually watched him like really like save her life and like be go above and beyond for her in like every way. Then she like, like years later, she like was going to like bring like a lawsuit against him for something. And like, I didn't hear it from him. Like he didn't tell me, but I had been at lunch with him. And then after I was at lunch with him, I like heard about it from somebody else. And I was like, how weird. Like he wasn't acting like anything was a problem. Like he was just like totally happy and like totally at peace. And like, he was having this person basically who he had given to and been generous with like above and beyond, like totally stabbed him in the back. And he wasn't in reaction. He wasn't he didn't even have a point of view about it. He like, it didn't even ruffle his feathers. And I was like, that's fucking weird. Like that was actually yeah. my point of view. Like that's weird that he would be like that with it, but it's what you're indicating and how he functions so differently. And of course I've matured a lot since then and learned like that. I prefer the piece that he also was choosing in that moment. Like that's the piece that I actually value too. So, you know, I'm chosen to be different in that way as well. Yeah. It takes courage, but it's also a lot, it's a lot easier than you, than most people would think like that. It's like, you can't define it. You can't define what it is to be. You can't define what it is to be different yeah. because it's different for all of us. So it's like, but that once again, that's a massive conversation. <laughs> and that's beautiful. I love that. You can't define what it is because it's different for all of us. And I'm actually mm -hmm. like plug here. Like we did another podcast that is called 
difference is the key, not the curse, which legit actually is one of the things that I still reference in my world because that we'd had a conversation about difference that was like, I got parts and pieces of how difference was an advantage. And yeah, it must be like one of your real key points. Like you are bringing the freedom of difference because I talk about difference with you more than anybody. Right. Well, it's something that I guess, I mean, interesting journey because it's like, as a kid, I knew I was so different. And then when I realized, well, that's too hard because I've got no friends and nobody likes me and I can't fit in and, you know, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And then I went, okay, (laughs) I need to fit in. So I put all of them. But then when I realized again that I could choose somebody else, how I should be different like them, because I learned so dynamically how to look to everybody else, how to fit in. But the difference is actually the willingness to look at who you, wh- who you can choose to be because the choices we make makes up the difference we are. The choices we have mm. available and are willing to make make up the mm. difference we are. So it's like it begins with the question of what choices do I have here that I've never been willing to choose before? And, and I guess just the courage to yeah. choose something different, even if that's one thing a day. You know, what can I choose or be different today that I've never been willing to choose or be before? That's so cool. That's such a great creative practice as well. Mm-hmm. Talk about creating your life, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we're the only ones that can do it. I think it's so funny how you say when you were a kid, you knew you were different. Like I had no clue. I still have no clue that I'm different. That's how different Why we you- are. <laughs> I used to look around though and I'd like as a five six-year-old and people would be arguing and judging each other and being mean to it and I just I literally I was like where am I I don't get it I don't get why people are just not kind to each other so to me I always knew there was something something at that stage horribly wrong with me hmm. but now I realize it was more so different yeah I always knew I wanted something different. I didn't really get that that was because I was different. Right. Well, from the stories I've heard of you growing up, it sounds to me like you were different. I know. And I just think I'm like totally normal. It's so uh-huh. weird. I'm so, it's so weird. I'm like, so, you know, different stories for different folks. Exactly. But that's the beauty of being different is it's like we, to have that, I love to, like I love doing podcasts with you. It's so much fun for me because it's not it's not let's try and ex- do something like we're just different. We're both different, but when you're willing to be different, that engagement between the the differences adds such a bigger element of where you can what you can actually create in the world. Like when two people get together and they're not trying to be the same as each other, they're not trying to fight against each other. They're just, here I am, here I am. It's like, that's how relationships could be, but oftentimes. Yeah. uh, Yes. That was the third thing. That was the third (laughs) thing that I said we could maybe do on this podcast was relationships. And Brendan was like, let's do fear. (laughs) I was like, he was like, relationships is too hard. You planted all of these seeds in my head. I can't get them out once you tell them to. It's like my PR agent, if she's like, you're not allowed to swear on this. And I'm like, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't tell me not what to say. Yeah. Right. I've been witness and part of so many like life changing conversations that that's like the kind of conversation that I 
want to be having. And if I'm not yeah. having that conversation with somebody, I'm usually not talking. I'm alone. Yep. I don't, yep. I don't socialize just to distract myself. And so I really have used this and obviously like created this podcast as a platform for the kind of conversations that I think like do change the world and are, and when I'm talking to you, like we're talking to excavate the gold because the gold is in all of our consciousness all the time, but we're usually not conversing or interacting or relating in a way that accesses the gold. We're usually like ignorant or ignoring the gold. Or we're reacting to what somebody else is talking about. So it's like most conversations are just this constant state of reacting to each other rather than, like you said, exploring. And how do we get those gold nuggets that expand into something greater that everybody else now has the choice to choose if they want to choose it? I would love a world of like more aware, intelligent people just because like it's so much more fun. It is so, more fun. It's our kind of playground. Yeah. It's, and I appreciate that you listen and you're at, cause you're actually listening, which is such a rare, such oh. a rare experience. Well, it's like you said, like that was brilliant with the part of like finding the gold nuggets, because it's like, what I see is when I hear something you say, that's brilliant, especially when I haven't heard it before. And then I go, huh there's another piece and it's like another piece to having more of you, but then you get more of you because I'm willing to get more of me. And it's like Mm -hmm. this, one of the things I know is if, if Gary wasn't willing to be as different as he is, there's no way I would be his willingness to choose. It gave me the place where I knew I could Mm. not saying I do all the time, but you know, (laughs) that's what I'm going for. But it's like, but that's what makes us all such a gift is our willingness to choose something different gives other people the place where they can actually see it's a reality, possibility. What else is possible? And what if you've else made it is this, possible? If you've made it this far into this conversation, you probably hit like a couple of the little consciousness landmines we put, we put in there along the way. If you want to find out more about the fear stuff, because like... <laughs> That was <laughs> seven that minutes was like, of fear. That was seven, seven, seven minutes of fear. Okay, now we're done with fear. Let's move on. But we will put the living beyond distraction information in the show notes. So if you do want to learn more, like do, because like, can you imagine your life without fear? And I would actually really love Brendan to have you back for a conversation about relationships. Um, okay, cool. I think it's a really interesting area. And for those of you guys that don't know, Brendan and his ex-partner, Simone, actually wrote a book, Relationships Done Different. And Relationships, are you sure you want one? Yeah. Oh, oh, but you do yeah. a class, Relationships we do the class. Done Different. Yep. Mm-hmm. So different, there's that word again. Well, and the only reason, I'll, I'll dob on myself, the only reason that when you said, let's, we could do relationships when I went, no, is because in the coronavirus, so I've been home for, I don't know, two, three months. I was pitched to media to talk about relationships. I've been talking about it nonstop for the last yeah, three months. Yeah, but we would have <laughs> such a better conversation. We would, have a wa- we would have a way better conversation. So let's do it. Okay, awesome. So you guys have that to look forward to and more gold and more possibility. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for showing Thank up you. for this. Thank um, you, guys. Hope it helps. How's it get better? Yeah. If you found this helpful, please share it and subscribe at onechoicefromchange.com. 
Until next time, you're only one choice from change.